Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here today with Christopher Tyson, and he is the general manager for Nova Minerals. How are you, Christopher? How are you? Nice to see you, Matt. Yeah, but you've come from the other side of the world. Oh, yeah. Up top as opposed to down under. Okay, right. okay. So where, where are you based out of? I live in Palmer, Alaska, which wow. is just uh, 100 miles east of where our main flag, flagship project is that I'm going to tell you about today. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay. So why don't we kick off with a one-minute summary for people new to the story, and then we'll take it from there. Right. So Nova Minerals, uh, we basically have three or two and a half key projects. Yep. Uh, our core projects are the Estelle Gold Project, which mm-hmm. we call our flagship. Yep. Which we'll go into a bit of detail today. Yep. Uh, which is in Alaska. Yep. Uh, that'll that's our growth strategy. It's our growth story, poised for growth. Also, our Thompson Brothers Lithium Project, mm-hmm. which is in Manitoba, Canada, and that's a cash flow ready project for us. Right. And then the third project that we can just touch on, if if, if sure. you wish, we kind of considered it a non-core asset. But it's a, the Officer Hill joint venture with Newmont in, right. the, in the Tanami region in Australia. What's the commodity? Gold. Gold as well. Got it. Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, uh, that's growth, cash flow, and a bonus is, right. what, is the way we, we look at it. Nice. All in, as you, as you see, all in uh, very safe, favorable jurisdictions, which yep. is another good thing. Okay, fantastic. So, tell us a little bit about the management's thinking. And we were going to have Avi here. He's running around London trying to get right. here as we speak. He may burst in halfway through, but. Why don't you can speak on everyone's behalf and so sort of tell us what you're trying to create? Right. So, the the, the company was started by Avi Kimmelman mm-hmm. and Louis Simmons, mm-hmm. um, and they invested a lot of money of their own, about two million dollars each, yep. in the project. So they're very vested in the project. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in a bit later. They wanted a bit of technical expertise, mm-hmm. um, and so we're committed to the project. Right. We're uh, building something. From the ground up, we're going to take it all the way. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to uh, basically turn it into the next uh, world class operation in, in Alaska. Right. So why? I could ask a question. So you, you've got lithium and you've got gold, right? right? So you're a gold guy or a lithium guy? I'm mainly a gold guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can we deal with the lithium thing first? Because you right. say it's kind of re- was the phrase revenue ready, shovel ready, cash it, flow it's ready. ready, cash flow ready. That's okay. right. So. Lithium's obviously going through a bit of a tough time, right? I think it's fair to say, the last 18 months or so. Um, and so tell us about that project for us so we, so we, can, we can park it and talk about gold. Right, well, well, I should start to say the beauty of uh, our lithium project is that we're dealing directly with a Chinese customer for an offtake agreement, and I'll explain that a bit to you. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of the Western lithium markets, it's a bit, gone a bit unfavorable right now. Sure. But for the Chinese, the fundamentals are strong. Because they're moving to the, uh, you know, their electric vehicle market is very strong and growing. Because for them, it's a situation where they need to make their cities livable, right? And so, as such, you know, they're they're going to the electric vehicle market. So regardless of what the, um, what the, uh, you know, market sentiment is from day to day, it's very strong fundamentals in China. And so, why that's important for us is because, as I said, we're in Manitoba, Canada, and. Just down, uh, 600 kilometers down the road from us is uh, something called the Tanko Mine. Historical lithium, mm-hmm. cesium, tantalum mine. Cur- the Chinese recently bought it from Cabot Corporation. The mm-hmm. Chinese group is called Sino Mine. Mm-hmm. And they're only producing cesium right now. Mm-hmm. But they have 
a uh, lithium concentrator at the mine, which they, the reason they bought into the project is they want to restart it to start sending concentrate back to China. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem is they have no lithium ore. And so the Manitoba region is known for its, um, its uh, lithium pegmatites, which is the reason the Chinese are there. But our project, our Thompson Brothers listing project, is the only advanced project with a resource, 8 million tons at 1.4% lithium. And so we already have an MOU in place with Tanko Mine, with Sino Mine. To do what? DSO. Right. Right, direct shipping ore. It's an mm -hmm. offtake agreement. So for us, that's, that's great. We have more than enough to feed their capacity. Out of their capacity is 250,000 tons a year that they can mm -hmm. process through their concentrator. And we have more than enough to uh, be able to supply them. And what the, the plan is, is we just dig it up like a quarry. We're 30 kilometers from the rail line. We put it on the rail line and we send it down to them. We're in advanced talks right now with them to uh, work out a pricing scheme. Mm -hmm. We've already engaged a mining contractor, and we're working through the, the permitting with the Manitoba government. Okay. So that's, that's why I say cash flow ready. We, we, we think minimum, uh, we're looking at minimum eight to, 10 million ton, uh, eight to 10 million dollars a year into the company, cash flow. We're Australian or Canadian, same thing. Canadian. Right, okay. Right. Okay, so you're in advanced, you've got an MOU, you're in advanced discussions with them about pricing. What does that mean, advanced discussions with pricing? That you're... Well, they basically told us, yeah. uh, the last I met with them, which was just last month, right. w went there and, and met with the, um, the vice president of the company yep. and also the general manager for Canada, for Sinomite, at the Tanko, Tanko Mine. They did a full mine tour there. They took me around and showed me everything. And they basically said, look, just give us a price. We want your ore. Okay. Right. Be, be, before we even start our concentrator, we're working on that. Any price you want. Now, well, what, what did they say? Well, it's got to be within tolerance. I mean, how, how did, what does it need to be for, to be economic right, well, for you? Well, the pricing, right? Right, well, the, well, the pricing scheme, it'll depend on the grade. Sure. Right. But you know that. Right. So, it'll, it'll, well, it, you, know, you still have to do some kind of grade reconciliation from mine to milk because every percent matters. Right. So, uh, for us, it means anywhere between $150 and $200 per ton that okay. we'll be able to sell it at. Okay. So, somewhere in the, that range. Okay. So, tell me. Okay. So with, the, with no processing for us, just dig it up, put it on the rail line, put it on and set it down. DSO, great. So, you, so that end of it, you're in discussions with, and at some point there'll be some kind of outcome on that. With regards to the or the, the you know your mine, your facility, um, the ability to dig it up, you're going you're gonna to need money to be able to do that, right? So what are the what are the, have you been speaking to? Uh, people who can finance that for oh, you. Well, this is one of the reasons we've come to the the one two one conference, right? To uh, raise money for that project, right? As well as the gold project. From who? From who? Uh, we're open to all options. How much are you looking for? Uh, for the lithium project, yeah, we're looking. Uh, it'll be a very low capex mm -hmm. type scenario, so we're looking anywhere between five and ten million dollars. Okay, and that, what, what does that allow you to do? Uh, that allows us to. Build in, uh, build a uh, a snow road, right? A winter road, right? Winter access. We're in Alaska. Dig it up. Yeah. Ship and it down to the rail line. Yeah. Or uh, potentially truck it, but the rail line option looks uh, a bit more. E uh, the economics on that look a bit better right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so it's just uh, mining and shipping. Right. Okay. So five to ten million bucks allows you to dig it out of the ground, ship it down to where your Chinese right. potential Chinese partner is, and they, they'll take it from there. That's right. Okay. And do we have any, do any idea of the scale of that? What are you thinking that could be worth to you in terms of cash flow? 
etc. Right. Well, uh, to you know, the, it, we'll have to see what their capacity is when they finally recommission their concentrator. Right. But it'll will be set shipping to them anywhere between two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand tons per year when we're, we're up at full full scale. Okay. Okay. With, with their current capacity. Right. Okay. So hang on. So you just said something that was quite interesting to me. So they need to recommission at their end. Right. So is there a timeline on that? Is there, there's a cost component. Have they got the cash to be able to do that? You know, because that's a barrier to you guys. So you need Absol- absolutely. So right. uh, our, our preliminary discussions were we would like to get started in the next 12 months, 12 you, to 18 months. You both would? Yes. Right. So they're, you know, they, they just took over the project. They're kind of growing into it, right. feeling their way. But um, uh, that's why they brought the they, they bought the project is right. for the lithium potential because historically they yeah. did produce lithium that's why they have the concentrator obviously yeah. um, and so their whole goal is to produce lithium from that mine right cesium is just just a, a bonus for them that's not really their, their core product focus. or credit right. right okay so you can, right so back to the mine so for five to ten million bucks you've got enough money to put a snow road in dig it out of the ground and, and ship it down there economically you don't quite understand until you determine the quantum that they're willing to pay how much margin or what that is as a contribution to the, to the business right. yet. So, so there's a, a, I assume it's got to be within the next 18 months if you want to be shipping in the next 18 right. months. So yeah. you, you, you will know and, when, and you'll be able to make an announcement to the market as to what, what the quantum looks like. Absolutely. Okay. Now, is the money from that going to be able to finance what you want to do on the gold? Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sure. lithium kind of pays for what you think is the more exciting thing as a gold guy, the gold right. project. Well, you know, we're also looking, it, our, our options are open. We're also looking to raise money for the gold project as well. Okay. You, you must understand with the lithium project, we've already, uh, we're, we're trying to spin that off. We're, 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 okay. Right. So good tonight. So um, we, and we've already uh, made some progress on that front uh, in terms of spinning it off. We call, it's actually held in a, uh, in a private company right now called Snow Lake Resources. Right. Yeah. Right. And we, we, we have an, an, we've already done a non-offering prospectus and we're looking at uh, some different options on different ways to spin that off. Will we go that route or go for a listing Right. or, you know, I, we're, we're weighing our options at this stage. Okay. So the lithium currently is sitting outside of... Right. But uh, Nova is the majority shareholder. Shareholder. About 80, 77%. Okay. So, okay. Meaningful. Very right. meaningful. Okay. I understand. So maybe let's let's park lithium for now. So you right. explain. Can I just make parts. one more note on lithium? Please. Is that uh, the resources that we currently have? Like I said, eight million tons at one point four percent. That's on one dike. We call that the TB one dike. Mm-hmm. That dike cluster, the TB, the Thompson Brothers dike cluster, has two other dikes where we've had uh, significant results that uh, we also will need to drill, and we can prove up the resources there. So yeah. upside there. Yeah. In addition, there's two other dike clusters. The Sherritt Gordon Dike Cluster, where we've identified three other dikes with positive results, you know, in the 1.5% lithium range. Yeah. And also the Grassy River, which is a, a bit further out, the Grassy River Dike Cluster. So lots of upside in terms of resources. Right. The reason that's important is, you know, with, with the lithium market the way it currently is, um, the DSO offtake um, um, option is the best for us, just low risk, low capex mm. for us. But in the future, if, the, you know, if, if things change in the lithium market, we have more than enough resources to look at building our own concentrator. Um, also, if you look at the rail line that heads to the north, so Tanko Mines to the south, the rail line that heads to the north is goes to the church of, uh, or the port of Churchill, right. which is a, in, in Hudson Bay there. And uh, that's 
there's potential there to ship product if we ever make our own concentrate off to Europe. Yeah. So lots of lots of uh, uh, potential upside for the future. There's a lot of potential upside, but I, again, I guess it's like, so we're going to finish off on the lithium thing. You know, the forecast for lithium is uh, not necessarily brilliant repricing. So in terms of the amount of supply to market, coming coming into market, you know, the South Americans alone are going to treble their output according to some of the big bank research in, in the US. So, you know, it's all subject to clearly right so sure. i get the upside i get the potential if the market goes with you you've got a big resource or the ability sure. to identify a big resource i get that um so this comes down to the detail of the contracts that you can write with this chinese yes. offtake partner right? right and that's really important to you because assuming you're going to want to write it as a fixed price and they might want it as a percentage of market and right. you know that's why it's really really critical the paperwork is critical for you guys because it's going to define your economics for some time on this project right absolutely and we'll have some uh, you know there'll there'll be different clauses in the contract you know what what we're going to start with is for their recommissioning of their plant we're actually going to start with a 10,000 ton bulk test yep. ore shipment like just to start yep. a pilot test yeah and so um, and then from from that point on, will we'll, you know the the contract? And what's that pilot? That, that pilot allows them to test and, and refine the setup for right for, at that at their end, right? That's, that's the purpose of it. It's not a question of will your ore suit us or not. So it's, we already know it will suit. Yeah, we, we've done we've done some uh, optimized. Me, we've done some metallurgical test work with right. the uh, Saskatchewan Research Council, and the results of that, their uh, chief metallurgist has reviewed that yeah. that um, report and. It shows that uh, the performance in terms of flotation recovery and such right. looks very positive through their through their plant. So right. the next step is uh, the bulk test. Beautiful. And, and so so we, so for the bulk test, you know that'll be one contract on its own, and then from that, yeah, depending on the outcome of that, then we'll be able to refine uh, fine tune the uh, full scale contract. How's the Australian market reacting to the lithium component of your story? Uh, we don't we don't we're not getting a lot of movement just based yeah. on the lithium. Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. I think that's, that's an honest response. Um, it's it's had a tricky time in yeah. Australia. It yeah, is. sucks. We, we, which is why we're going with the, the for best the no for risk sure. the low risk option, uh, the the DSO offtake agreement. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk gold. Okay. Everyone loves a gold story at the moment, oh, yeah. right? Yep. Say, so, Estelle. Right. This Give us a bit of background. Give us a bit of background on that. Right. So the Estelle Gold Project, uh, it, it it was previously held by Tech. Right. Tech, and they uh, came into in, in 2000 around 2009 or so. They they came into a bit of difficulty with the zinc price, and yeah. they dropped a bunch of a bunch of ground, mm-hmm. a lot lots of ground in Alaska and elsewhere. And that was a perfect opportunity for, um, uh, and it was it was it was open ground for a long period of time. Mm. And that and that's when Avi and uh, Avi Kimmelman and Louis Simmons, our mm-hmm. directors, yeah. Were able to go in and peg the ground yeah. over the top of, of, the, of their project, and so that's that's a bit of the history of, um, about it. They, they, historically, there was some drilling done there, mm-hmm. um, which we then used uh, in, in in those areas where there was some significant drill results. Is where, including some other additional data that which we generated, we were able to uh, target in um, to the areas where we defined our two and a half million ounce resource. Right. Right. So um, ba- basically. Our history with the project, so that's how we acquired it. Yep. Uh, Nova Minerals, uh, our history with the project 
is starting in 2018, we began uh, geophysics, mm -hmm. and we found that the a number of magnetics, IP work, we found that the IP chargeability mm -hmm. is a very useful tool, probably the best targeting tool you could possibly have. And so, uh, based on our ground IP chargeability um, results, uh, we, 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 we identified four very uh, strong anomalies. We call them target A, target B, target C, and target D. Over, so we saw these four strong anomalies. In the target A and target B areas, that also coincided with the historical drilling I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And so based on that, this last summer, mm -hmm. from June to August, yep. is when we carried out our drilling program, our resource drilling program and over the target A and target B areas. Yep. And that's where we defined our resource, right? Two and a half million ounces at uh, 180 million tons at 0.44 grams per ton. Right, so it's about bulk play. Right, so okay. you know, the, the Australian market, sometimes they um, have difficulty understanding this. Why do we report at such a low cutoff? You know, if we wanted to, we could report at a much higher cutoff and report a million ounces, mm -hmm. right, over, over a gram per ton. Mm -hmm. But the reason we do that is we re report at a 0.18 cutoff is because if you look at our peers, the uh, other deposits in the Tintina Gold province, yeah. right? Uh, are you familiar with the Tintina Gold province? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, just on your point about low grade and whether, what Australians like, don't like, et cetera, I think there's nothing wrong with a bulk project. Nothing wrong. It's, I just want to understand the model. You right, go, some of the most profitable mines in the world. Absolutely. I'm looking at Equinox 0.3, right? Right. And huge, 900 million market cap, right. great company, uh, great management team. But there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not criticizing. I'm just trying to understand what it is that you've got and therefore what the implications are for the conversations that you're going to have to have right. down the line, right? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what we got. If you're familiar with the Tintina Gold province, mm -hmm. uh, this is our neighborhood. Yeah. And so over 200 million ounces have been uh, discovered and produced there in the last couple of decades. Mm -hmm. Some of the, the, the key ones I should point out are the Dublin Gulch, Victoria Gold's Dublin Gulch project, just had its first gold pour about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Kinross's Fort Knox deposit, they've been operating for 10 or 15 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, Pogo, that's the Northern Star, um, Australia's Northern Star recently took that mine over. You know, all the, these, these, uh, the, um, district, uh, these deposits, are, ten, are developing in either 10 million ounce plus or developing into 10 million ounce plus districts on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, also in, our, in the belt is uh, the Donlin yeah. Gold Project, yeah. which is Barrick. 45 or 40 million ounces, I think they are yeah. now. Look, you're in the right, right. postcode. So, so th you're in the right postcode, we get it. Right. But so what I'm trying to work out is what you've got. Because if I look at the language in here, it's potential, potential adjacent Ooh. elephant country. It's like, you know, you're being very cautious. Right, well, language. it's an inferred, it's an inferred sure. resource, right? So tell me what it is that you've got. Why should people be excited? Right, so as I said, we defined uh, our two and a half million ounces over target A, target B. Mm. Target C and target D are still wide open. And those anomalies are indeed uh, larger and stronger than target A and target B were. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, you know, that's any indication, which we believe it is, it's the same signature, we believe we can double the resource. Right. Okay. Over, over, uh, to you know, over five million ounces. In this next drilling program, we're planning up to twenty-five thousand meters of, of drilling. Yeah. Starting in early two thousand twenty. Okay. Where's the money coming from? Right. So we have three million in the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, we're here at the one-two-one conference. Yep. Talking to uh, various investment houses 
to uh, raise some money. In addition, uh, and we, we, we believe for this next drilling program, we need about $10 million. Yeah, for the gold. For the gold. Lithium is separate. Right, okay. for the, yeah. we need about $10 million. And it's, and it's um, you know, we actually have about $12 million coming due from some options. In, from what? In, in, options that are expiring in August 2020. So okay, we, so we have a, all, we have a gap. We, okay. we need some of that. It's, it's a stopgap funding that we're looking for. Right, okay. Right. Okay, interesting. And what, those options are what? Uh, three cents. Three cents. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you're here talking to institutions, you're talking to anyone. Right. Absolutely. You, what's the market like back home in, in, in Australia for this? Australia, very strong. Lots yeah. of interest in Australia. Right. Any money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you've got some conversations or you've got oh, some commitments. Yeah, we have, we have quite a few. Man, it's, it's all about choosing which, you know, we have quite a few mandates, but that have been offered to us, but uh, it's about choosing which, what's the best deal. You know, we don't want to dilute too much. True, but at this stage, you're going to have to tell it. Yeah, absolutely. But you want to try to find the best deal. We're, right. we're, finding, we're finding lots of interest, so it's, it's about choosing the right, the right deal. Do you mean the right partners? Because the, the deal is the price you're, uh, you're at, right? Right. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Ideally, what we'd like to see is to try to get in a cornerstone partner, like a strategic partner. Right. A, uh, you know, one, some, ideally, it would be great to get one of the big mining houses, like a Kinross. Wow. Okay. Or, you know, like a Kinross or a... Uh, is that serious consideration? Are you having conversations with people like that? Um, or even them? We're, we're talking with uh, different groups that uh, potentially could uh, bring that to, a, to, to, a, to those right. type of companies. Yeah, because yeah, everyone wants it. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? Is this, is this of interest? It's a small resource. It's early stage. So if they take an option on you, sure. Right. It's an option, but it's no more than that, right? And we, we talk to people who've got... Right. Options. I mean, the, the reason I mentioned, I, you know, I don't want to uh, jump the gun or, or yeah. uh, you know, uh, talk about deals that don't exist yet, but it's perfect. You, you think about a, a Kinross type company in Alaska, proven heap leach technology, have this, the same style of, of, of deposit that we yeah. have, the same rocks, basically, hmm. right? Low call. They know, they understand when we, sh when, when you know, these companies would understand when we present our, our style of mineralization, which is basically... You know, low cost, bulk mineable, heap leachable, mm. uh, 20, 30 year mine life, mm -hmm. six to eight hundred uh, uh, dollar per ounce cost. You know, they, they understand these type of deposits. No, I get, I, I, look, I, I get that. But it's a bit, you look, you're relatively early stage exploration. You know, you know a little bit, you drilled a little bit, you got some money, you got to get a bunch of 10 million. That'll help, right? right. For sure. And that's going to take you out for the next, what, 12, 18 months. Because you you've already got drill season issues well, up there, have you? Well, not, not really. Actually, in some ways, it's, it's, um, we're going to be starting here in February. We're putting in a snow road. Okay, okay. And so we're, what we're going to do this year is start in February. We'll, we should have our snow road, our winter road open, and we're going to bring in our more permanent camp. Okay. We have a beautiful airstrip out there as well, by the way. Right. We, can, we can land DC-3 planes, very large planes. Should so we're, we're, we're going to be establishing a more permanent camp out there. Um, also, starting to bring the drill ring, drill rigs in by Snow Road. Right. This, this will reduce the cost significantly to have our own camp, um, permanent camp on site, as well as uh, reduce the um, uh, freight cost with with the air, air freight cost. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So you can operate there all year round. Is that is what you're saying, or are you going to have a camp there all year round? Right. You know, you have to have the infrastructure in place. But sure. Absolutely. You can operate twelve months of the year. For sure. Okay. Interesting. Okay. As well, in terms of the in terms of the upside, I'm. And so we're going to prove up and expand the resource up there in the oxide Corbell. This, this is only about 
2% of the, of the entire 220 square kilometer tenement package. Yeah. That's the oxide Corbel deposit where we have the resource. Yeah. In addition to that, there's 15 other known uh, prospects on the site, and some of them are quite advanced as well. Right. There's historical drilling um, down at RPM, down at the far south. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, 120 meters at 0.8 down there, and 50 meters at 1.8. Right. Uh, so we need to follow up that. Mm -hmm. In addition, the shoe shine project in the center of, in the middle of the um, of, of of our tenement, uh, we've had rock chips there up to 113 grams per ton, mm -hmm. right? So quite high, because what directly adjacent to the east of us is the Whistler Porphyry Copper project, butts up right next to our tenement. Mm -hmm. So they have nine million ounces defined there. Mm -hmm. To the south of us is the Terra Gold project, an epithermal deposit. I believe they have close to a million ounces defined there now. Yeah. So all these styles of mineralization, in addition, in addition to the oxide corbel intrusive related IRGS style deposit, they all converge porphyry, epithermal, yeah. IRGS. They converge on the Estelle Gold Tenement. Meaning, meaning that there's upside potential all around, all kinds of different styles of mineralization. Right. Okay. So we could also get some copper there potentially. Right. Epithermal, very high grade, and then the IRGS low cost bulk mineable, which we've been discussing. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And we are finding higher grade zones in our oxide corbel deposit. We, we uh, uh, um, intersected an ounce per ton in some right. of our drilling there. So, so it's all about vein density, right? Yeah, absolutely. But okay, so you're 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 part of the management decision making process here. Right. So, you know, what is it that you think you need to be spending your time and money on drilling? Like, drilling what? Drilling the oxide you, corbel deposit. Right. That one. Right. Okay. Absolutely, because we know that's a known. Right. Okay. So to, can, to prove up and expand it, that, that that's priority number one. Right, right, and it, and it's e easy access. We from our camp, we can we don't we don't require air support. We have a we have okay. a, have access track straight, straight to it, and we have a resource there. Right, okay, so, so that, that'll be the focus. That's the focus. Yes, number one. you're gonna spend your time, efforts, and money right. there because you'll monetize that and then come back to all these other opportunities. Right, you know, elsewhere. We'll, we'll we'll hit those as well this summer once the snow once the but not in a meaningful goes. way. You're not gonna throw right. we'll a start, lot of money. We'll start at poking it. around. Start poking around something in the background. Just give you well, optionality, well, right? Depends what the results are. Well, okay. RPM and so you're still at sort of entrepreneurial stage where you say, well, we'll see what comes back and then we'll make the decision accordingly. But what investors want to hear is, is there a plan? What's the roadmap look like? Right. So Oxide Corbell, uh, by this time next year, we'll be looking at uh, an indicated or measured in, uh, resource there and start moving towards our, our PEA, Preliminary what? Economic Studies. Okay. And what's that going to do for you? Well, then we'll start to start to see the picture of moving on to an operation in mind. Right. Right. And, okay. then, and then you'll start, to, then these other uh, larger partners, strategic partners that we discussed, will start to um, come in and, and, and have some real interest. There's some, there's something pretty big out there. Yeah. PA is going to kind of start a process where people right. get a sense of what you're about, right? But you're going to have to move, move it a little further along the line in terms of feasibility studies, people get a bit more of a sense around the economics. That, that's when you start having meaningful conversations, isn't it? In terms of a, of a producing mine, yes, of yeah. course. Okay, of course. okay, cool. Let's talk about the third project, right. gold project in Australia. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Sure, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's always been a non-core asset for us, but it's important. It's shaping up to be quite a product. We, we spent a bit of time with, no, with a Newmont recently, mm -hmm. and they ran us through the whole project. We, we talked about it, discussed it in detail. And uh, it's, it's become a very high ranked in their uh, priorities of prospects in that Tanami region. Meaning what? What does that mean? Well, you know, Newmont, Australia is focused around the Cali mine. We're, 30, we're within 30 kilometers of, of, 
30 kilometers of the Cali mine. Mm -hmm. We have the same geology as the Cali mine, the same type of targets as the 20 million ounce Cali mine. Right. Right. So that's that's what that means. Okay. So, but for, for these guys, this is just option money, right? They've got a bunch of deals like this. You know. So so how much has been spent on it today? Yeah, but they have the infrastructure in place, and right. so you know, to today. Yeah. Uh, the total of the project, they've probably spent a, a million and a half. We've spent over four hundred thousand on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're just going through a process at the moment to establish Correct. what it is. They're driving it. Yes. They're, they're leading this. So Absolutely. you're working to their time schedule. Yep. And they're telling you, you know, how they will go forward, and it, they get a check from you every now and again. Is that is that the way it works? Every every drilling right. program, right? So at some point, you're going to make a meaningful decision as to whether you move forward. Absolutely. So right. in okay. the next in the next year, you know, as I said, the phase two results are pending, and phase three has already been planned. Yeah. In the planning stages, uh, so I would say in the next over the next year, we will make a decision on. Whether okay. Okay, I get it's the it's the it's the small uh, project in in the portfolio. It's a bonus. It's a bonus. bonus. Cream cream on the cake, right? Um, Okay, so can we just talk about the the, some of the other members of the team? Because I I did want to talk about. I understand your background. So give give me some of the other guys. What do they do? What do they bring to the party? Uh, Avi um, has a finance background. Louis has a construction background. Uh, as I said, they both put a significant amount of their own money to get this going. So it's not a lifestyle company um, for, for, for them or for us. And in, in, indeed, this is a, a serious uh, endeavor and we, we plan to see it through to uh, full success. Full okay. And I mean, important point to make, because I, I always ask, and they don't like it, you know, how much people pay themselves, how they remunerate themselves. You know, lifestyle companies are quite prevalent on the TSX, well, and, and elsewhere. Right. ASX is not, is not immune to that, right. I imagine. Okay, so the both guys have got a vested interest in making this work. They're making their money from the, sh- the shares appreciating in value, right? Sure, that's right. And, yeah, you, you know, to put it in perspective, uh, I flew 24 hours economy over here. Mm. Every meeting we went to today, we walked, so we're saving. We're, we're looking at our pennies. Every money, every, every, every cent, that uh, we uh, can put into the ground, we're putting in the ground okay. to find resources. That's gonna, right. Gonna finish up, I need to ask, okay. So yeah. why, why you guys versus all the other gold explorers in Canada at the moment? What's so special? 20, 30 year mine life. Uh, a district in a neighborhood with 10, 20 million ounce um, uh, gold mining camps, not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a management team that's committed, you know, it's not a lifestyle company. Uh, as, as Avi says sometimes, it's actually ruined his life. <laughs> um, in, a, in a safe jurisdiction, very favorable di- jurisdiction, if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Alaska, very pro-mining, new mm-hmm. governor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and Alaska's generally underexplored. It's elephant country up there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, good luck with one-to-one. I know you're going to be tracking down, you have done the past couple of days, we're also tracking down some of the institutionals, Absolutely. institutional guys over here. Uh, let us know how you get it on and do stay in touch. Love to hear how the story progresses. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.